0: Ever heard of Neil Pionk? I mean I guess if you're really really into hockey, there's a chance you'd have heard of him. He signed a four-year extension with the Winnipeg Jets yesterday worth an average of six million dollars a year. What's that have to do with Pittsburgh? Absolutely nothing. But I'm going to connect it anyway. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates right where you found this. Pionk is a defenseman who's mostly an offensive guy, he's pretty good. He's got some feel uh, in the attacking zone. He's gotten better defensively. And he's a $6 million a year player per the broader system. And when I say that, it's because he and the Jets were going to go to arbitration. They avoided arbitration By reaching these terms, that tells you that that's pretty much the market rate. Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang are highly likely to sign multi-year extensions with the Penguins, aimed, all concerned will acknowledge, at keeping them here for the remainder of their careers. And I'm in favor of this. I've... Been a believer in the idea of respecting the core for everything that's been accomplished, and I'm a believer that all three of them, obviously including Sidney Crosby, are going to remain significantly productive members of whatever hockey team they're on for the foreseeable future. Maybe it won't be at a Hart Trophy or Norris Trophy pace, but they'll all be capable of doing something really meaningful for some time to come. The question is, how do you handle it in a salary cap league from a payment standpoint? Realistically, if Gennie Malkin's not going to keep getting nine million dollars a year. Chris Letang's not going to keep getting seven million dollars a year. You've got to find a way to make it work for both sides. The players will tell you, and passionately so, they prefer to remain in Pittsburgh. Both of them. Malkin and Letang. And after all these years, you don't have to wonder if that's just saying the right thing. They would prefer to finish their careers in Pittsburgh. Okay, so there's a mutual understanding there between what the players want, what the team wants. What you have to bridge here is the financial component. What you have to do is make it make sense. Because realistically... The versions of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang that you had in 2016 were capable of more production. They were better players. That's certainly not a knock. That's just Father Time doing his thing. So you'll need to reallocate some of that money, some of that cap space, to making sure that you've got the best possible supporting cast and you have to make it not look insulting within the context of your own roster. Jason Zucker, for example, is making 5 million dollars this coming season. You can't be paying those guys what you're paying Zucker. It it starts to get a little bit, you know, out of whack and that stuff does matter. You don't want to be Degrading the individual and having them walk into a locker room where Zucker's making more than they are—it's just not a—it's just not a good situation. So how much? What's fair? What works? This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by Fubo TV. Monthly cost of cables over 200 bucks. Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels, including AT&T SportsNet Pittsburgh. And right now, for listening to this, Fubo TV is offering a 7-day free trial and 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash DK to find this offer that's customized just for us. FuboTV.com slash DK. The figure that I keep coming back to, and I've felt this way for months now, Is six million. If you were able to pull off an AAV of six million with Malkin, with Letang, I'd feel comfortable extending that out for a few years, probably three, but I guess four if you had to. Something in that range, where whatever it is that the player's making on an annual basis. It can be something that, you know, again fits into the bigger context and doesn't look like the player really, really took a hit to stay. But you offer it in exchange for term. So along comes Neil Pionk in Winnipeg to pull down six million a year. Now I gotta tell you, as a guy who has Semi adopted Winnipeg is my home away from home. I'm not a Jets fan or anything, but I, I do pay closer attention to them than I do most other teams just because of my affinity for the city. And this player is nothing special, as I was referencing earlier. But he's gonna be part of that bar. He's gonna be part of that discussion. If you say six million. And let's say that the agents, the respective agents for uh, Malkin or Latang, say, Whoa, really? Really? You think Evgeny Malkin is Neil Pionk? Or something to that effect. Agents do that all the time. They pay attention to every single contract that's signed, small or large, throughout their industry even if they have no application, which I know is what you're thinking as you hear this. Like, really? They'd bring up Neil Pionk? But that's the kind of stuff that happens because they're looking for a way to make sure that they're fighting for every inch for their client and they're not just uh, giving in because of the sentimentality that's involved. What's fair? I think it's something in that range. I also think it would be fair to understand and recognize one other very meaningful, comparable, and that's Alexander Ovechkin getting five more years from the Capitals at an average of $9.75 million. You can make any argument you want as it relates to the value of Ovechkin to the Capitals versus Malkin to the Penguins, leaving Latang out of this one. The problem with that is this. The Capitals, I believe, need Ovechkin to keep Capital One Center filled. I've always believed that the Washington fan base is a temporary thing. You'd have to be... Somewhat familiar with the D.C. sports market to know that the real love of franchise only applies there to the NFL, to the Washington football team. Everything else is just kind of passing through the night, and believe it or not, that, that goes for the Caps as well. As successful as they've become uh, and as popular as they've become within their own core, I believe that the day that Ovechkin is gone, you'll see things normalize there. I don't think it'll go back to where it was before him, uh, but I think you'll see it kind of fade off. So Ovechkin has kind of a different impact there than Malkin does here. If Malkin weren't in Pittsburgh, I don't think you'd see some kind of nosedive and season ticket demand. And I, and I say that obviously, with respect. So I think you can look at Ovechkin's contract, factor in the business component, and then factor in that Ovechkin is positioned to chase Wayne Gretzky's goals record, which could bring unbelievable attention, not just to him, not just to the Capitals, but to the sport. And you're talking about something that's at a completely different level. So that one goes... It's a comparable, but it goes out the window where this is concerned. Neil Pionk it is. That's where we're going, Neil Pionk. The Penguins are going to sign two guys to Neil Pionk deals. When we come back, just one question. It's time for just one question, and that's brought to you always on this program by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank, where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. To find out more about what that means, what that entails, and how you can contribute, how you can become part of this, go to pittsburghfoodbank.org and spell it out, pittsburghfoodbank.org. J.K. has today's just one question. He asks realistically, "When do you see the window closing on this core? Who do you think will be the first to go?" We know it won't be Sid. If the front office was to let someone go, they're just not thinking like this. They're just not. Not from ownership on down. And I, I, I get it, man. I. I I know how the fan base is for this team. Anytime something of significance goes wrong, the first, not the last, but the first conversation that arises and becomes commonplace is, well, time to blow up the core. This team looks tired. This team looks whatever. And then the core just ends up doing whatever it is that the core has always done. And the team remains... Highly competitive and contending. And all of everything that we would have been discussing this summer would have been so different if not for something that had nothing to do with the core, which obviously was the goaltending. We'd all be singing about the core. Well, these guys still have it. Oh, we'll be back next year, even if they would have advanced to where they should have advanced to and gotten eliminated by, say, the Lightning. You know? It would have been, oh, yeah, they're right there. They're right there. Just go knock on the door again next year. But they didn't have the goaltending. So where does the dialogue turn? To the core. How much longer do they have, you know, As I mentioned in the opening segment, I think they have a very, very plausible chance, all three of them, to be highly productive, above-average NHL players for the foreseeable future, three, four years. I don't think you're going to see one of them go. I really don't. If there were going to be one... It would probably be Latang because the 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 bad version of him hurts you. I, mean, I guess you could say the same thing about Gino, but where Latang is concerned, it, it it hurts you in terms of the puck ending up in your own net because he's a defenseman. And then he gets down and he, you know, beats himself. I guess you could say the same thing about Gino. You could do this about either of them. The point is, the Penguins trust these guys. Mario Lemieux and Ron Burkle trust these guys. The new management team trusts these guys. Mike Sullivan trusts these guys. They trust that they're going to give their best. They don't have to worry about whether or not they'll be paying into a vacuum, whether or not they'll be paying guaranteed dollars, guaranteed cap space, and have it go to waste. So I don't think between that and everything that they've achieved and their popularity, and again, since I mentioned it with the Capitals, I'll mention it with the Penguins, that you have the business component too. Stars sell. Stars are an attraction. When you buy a season ticket to PPG Paints Arena, and you know that over the course of that year, you're going to get Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Latang. And I can obviously keep going, include Jake Gensel and a couple other guys. It's it's a product that's worth paying for. And that does matter. In a league that does not have expansive TV money or revenue sharing, it's it's significant to be able to maintain that payroll. So I, I, don't, I didn't really answer your, your question, J.K., and I apologize for that. I just don't think... It's going to happen. I really don't. I appreciate that. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.